Welcome to Sports Beat KC, the Kansas City Star's daily sports podcast. It's Friday, February 26th, and I'm Blair Kirkhoff. Missouri is one of the first major programs to start spring football practice. The Tigers are reporting today. I saw where Alabama begins on March 19th and LSU on March 16th. The Florida Gators have already started, but heck, they got the weather advantage. Mizzou coach Eli Drinkwitz met with the media earlier this week, and we're going to hear most of his comments today. He spoke about the new additions to the Tigers staff on quarterback Connor Bazelik and a new defensive coordinator Steve Wilkes, among many other topics. After a break, you'll hear from Missouri Athletic Director Jim Sturck. I was interested to hear what he had to say about selling tickets to this year's games and the progress of the new indoor facility. So let's talk Missouri football and hear from Eli Drinkwitz. You know, new year, new team, same goal uh, to win the SMC East. Uh, we're excited to open spring football and to really begin creating our edge for this team and this season. You know, each year the process starts over and you have to lay a foundation, and that's really what our uh, objectives for not only offseason workouts but spring football are. <clears throat> you know, we've been working over the last couple of months through some strategic realignment. Uh, I'm excited about how we've been able to continue to push this program forward. Uh, by making some strategic moves to add championship value and pedigree to our program and SEC experience. Um, you know, today there was a release on a couple of new additions. I'd like to announce the addition of Ryan Russell as our executive director of athletic performance. Um, he will oversee uh, the, the critical area of player development and cultural development within our program, uh, really um, being in charge of and coordinating all aspects of strength and develop strength development, nutrition, equipment, athletic training. Um, he's got a championship pedigree from his time at Auburn. I have a personal relationship with Ryan back to our days at, at Auburn and Arkansas State uh, and excited for his knowledge uh, of this conference and what it takes to win uh, this conference. Uh, and him and Sarah are going to be great additions to our staff. We also added Brett Whiteside as our chief recruiting officer. Um, he will coordinate the entrance and exit of our players into our program by uh, being uh, the lead person in organizing and operate day-to-day operations, of recruiting those young guys, uh, young men into our program, as well as coordinating the postgraduate uh, career development for our program. And so really excited about uh, the level of organization and insight uh, that Brett has and brings to our program and, and excited to bring to uh, add Natalie and Timothy uh, and Brett to our program there. LaDamian Wa- Washington is, has been elevated to director of player development. Um, obviously, LaDamian's a former player here and a team captain uh, who went on to have uh, just a great career uh, in life after football, where life with football, and now we're wel- welcoming him back to life after football. Just been impressed with the relationships that he's been able to forge with our players uh, in just a, a, a a great man of character that can really uh, benefit our players on a day-to-day basis. And, and he's doing a great job with character development, real-world uh, experiences, and he's helping coordinate with Brett Whiteside on our postgraduate careers. Uh, he's helped with our uh, freshman bridge program and developing the curriculum for that. So very fired up about LaDamian being back a part of, of who we are at Mizzou. And then today we added Aaron Fletcher uh, to be our defensive backs coach. Uh, Aaron has spent the past six years at Tulsa. He was on, uh, 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 golly, Coach Montgomery's first staff at Tulsa. Uh, he spent two years at Houston Baptist before that. 
Uh, he's got extensive connections in the DFW area, which is the primary recruiting ground for us. And we're excited to bring him and his uh, wife, Tanzania, and their three children uh, to our campus. And he'll be joining us uh, uh, by the end of this week, ready in time for spring ball. Nothing like a, nothing like a, uh, a quick hire and, and uh, getting ready to coach some football. So uh, as far as spring, we have three distinct goals for our spring football practice. Number one is individual player development. Again, our goal uh, is for each and every single player on our team to develop this spring, to take them from where they're at, to get them to a different place as a player and as a person. Um, fundamentally, and fundamentally and technique, we want to continue to increase their ability and knowledge. As we learned last year, everybody's going to have to contribute uh, to our football team's success. And so spring is about them developing. They've had about six weeks in the weight room, and now we want to transition uh, and work really the next four weeks uh, in football fundamentals and, and technique. Number two, we're going to lay the foundations of our offense, defense, and special teams, and we're not going to skip any steps. Uh, we're starting at the beginnings. Uh, with Although offense and special teams have a little bit of a leg up on the defense, we're going back to the ba basics uh, because we didn't get to do this last year and, and look forward to starting at the groundwork and building up. Uh, excited for Coach Wilkes to be able to do that with his defense also and really work together, compete against each other, but strive together to uh, put us in a position to compete for the SEC East. And then third, and, and probably the most important, is continue to work on team chemistry and camaraderie. We really need to develop um, leaders on our team, but develop that team chemistry so we're playing for each other, um, playing for the man next to us on the football field and develop that camaraderie in the trenches and, and on the football field. And so we got a lot to accomplish. we got a lot to work on. Uh, we spent a lot of time evaluating um, the last two weeks or the last two months on specific areas that we really need to improve. I've had a lot of time to really uh, think about, you know, what, what are the strategic things that we need to do to continue to push this program forward. Uh, and we know right now is a critical component of that with spring football. Uh, and it's not going to be as much about the scheme as it is about individual player development fundamentals of our, or foundations of our offense and defensive uh, units and special teams units, and then building team chemistry and camaraderie. So with that, I'll open it up for questions and uh, keep going. Go ahead and get your hands raised in the queue and we'll get started. Looks like first question, Gabe DeArm and Power Mizzou. Go ahead. You know, how, how big a difference is it? Not only do you know your players and your roster a little bit more than you did 12 months ago, but that they know, kind of know what to expect out of you and, and the way you run the program going into spring. Yeah, I think there's uh, obviously a familiarity there, which is going to allow them to anticipate. And obviously anticipation is a, a key part of growth where you can anticipate what's next and kind of be ready for it. Um, but the one thing I've challenged everybody on is that, that we cannot, we're not building upon next year. We're establishing a new, you know, a new edge for who we are and what we're trying to create for this, this coming season and, and embrace the challenges and changes that we've, that have occurred and realize that, uh, everything starts over, everything starts over and nothing that we accomplished last year, uh, other than the confidence that we have and what we're doing will work is going to affect what we're wanting to do this year. Coach, I don't think we've had a chance to talk to you since uh, the some some updates with the indoor facility. Um, are you happy with the the placement of the of the facility and kind of w what's the update there with with that and when you guys can expect to to see it start getting built? Well, I I know that I was looking out my windows today and there was surveyors out there and they're looking at at, at the the positioning of the indoor and 
I anticipate it being, you know, right outside the southeast end zone facility, which um, for the sake of convenience and, and I think for the long-term look of, of this southeast end zone facility, and you've got, you're going to have a, a beautiful indoor, you've got the southeast end zone facility, you've got the arena, you know, kind of being our focal point for the, 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 the athletics uh, department. I, I think it's certainly a great position, obviously. Um, anticipate, I think May, we have another meeting uh, to, to continue to move forward with that. So I don't speak for uh, our, our president of the university or our board, board of curators. I certainly fall in line with, with their uh, authority, but I'm excited about what they've improved so far. And we're continuing to work diligently to secure uh, fundraising and secure uh, more donations to get this thing uh, built. And like I've challenged, um, you know, people, our team, our staff, our players, and, and as I'll continue to challenge our fans, commitment is not a one-time act. You have to recommit yourself uh, to pursuing a championship each and every offseason. And we got to continue as a, as a fan base and as donors to continue to pursue that championship mentality. Uh, so we're going to be knocking on doors and, and asking for continued donations and, and stepping up to the plate. Uh, nothing would excite us more. Obviously, uh, we've got a taste of a championship with, with the Chiefs winning the Super Bowl, uh, you know, with the Royals several years ago winning the World Series, the Cardinals winning uh, the World Series. Uh, it, it's time for the Missouri Tigers to, to step up to the plate and continue to push this program forward. But we need everybody uh, involved in that and continue to push so that we can get there. Dave Matter, St. Louis Post-Dispatch. Eli, with the, the newcomers you have in the program that came into semester, how do you kind of work them into the program as far as spring goes? Do they have to earn reps or how, what's that transition like for them? Well, again, it's all going to be about individual player development. So uh, everybody's going to get reps and opportunities to perform and develop. And it's not going to be uh, necessarily as much about trying to create the, the chemistry with a group of ones, twos, or threes. It's about, hey, who, how is this person uh, performing? How is he getting better? And everybody's going to have an opportunity to do that. We're really excited about the 11 uh, early enrollees or, or new guys that we have. And, and they're absolutely uh, are going to get an opportunity to perform. You know, there's really only depth charts for functionality. There's no real depth charts at the end of spring to determine everything will be determined in fall camp. Fall camp where you really compete for positions. This is about an opportunity for these guys to be aggressive in their development, uh, go out, make mistakes, learn from those mistakes, come out and continue to get better, uh, continue to find their edge and how they're going to be, um, you know, best developed to be a player that can help us win. Andy Humphrey, KTGR. Hey, Eli, um, just what, what do you want to see out of Connor this spring and how do you want to, him to kind of value uh, this time since, you know, when, when you usually, when you work with a quarterback that has established himself as a starter, you know, the season before, what do you, what steps do you want a, a guy like that to usually take in the springtime? Well, the first, first thing we have to improve on is our ball security in the pocket. Um, the second thing we need to improve upon is our, uh, uh, ability to throw touchdowns in the red zone and be a, uh, a more um, productive player in the red area. And then the third thing I want to see him is be aggressive. Uh, I don't want to see him be reckless, but I want to see him be aggressive this spring and figure out, okay, I can throw these balls into this window. I can, I can put this ball here. I can back shoulder this one. I can fit it into that tight window and make mistakes and learn from those mistakes. Obviously, I don't want to be reckless. I don't want him to be uh, careless or comfortable. Uh, what I want him to be is to challenge himself and, and uh, 
uh, continue to improve as a quarterback. And I think there's going to be, obviously, y'all be out with some practices. I think you'll see plenty of times where we're going to challenge them. Colin O'Brien, Jeff City News Tribune. Hey, Eli, uh, like you mentioned, the early enrollees, you'll get the rest of the class in the summer. But just where where are you at in terms of the depth of of this team with all the roster flux that happens and has been happening all over college football? Uh, I feel good about it. Um, I, you know, I think the thing that has really been beneficial for us is that that uh, uh, extra year of eligibility that's been granted by the NCAA, which has allowed us a little bit of an easier, smoother transition with some of the guys moving out of the program and allowed us uh, to really bring some other guys into the program, but still create some valuable depth. Um, so don't have any glaring roster holes right now that we need to fix, but uh, feel like we've got some competitive depth, some competitive uh, uh, position group competitions that are really going to show up um, probably not as much in spring, but show up in fall camp. And, and then we still have uh, a few positions available to, to sign. Uh, it, you know, if a transfer or something comes on the market or a high school player comes on the market that we really would like. Aaron Ladd, 41 Action News in Kansas City. Hey, Eli, working on a story about some of the protests that happened in the program in 2015. I know you weren't a part of the group, but kind of wanted to see what your perspective was as an outsider then and now kind of looking forward, how it empowered college athletes to have so, kind of have a voice. Yeah, you know, I, I haven't spent a lot of time thinking about necessarily 2015. I've spent a lot of time thinking about our team and how we can use uh, our voice and our platform to promote change. And that's really what our Mizzou Impact Initiative has been about. Uh, it's about being impactful, not just with statements, but with action uh, within our community and using our influence in a positive way. Um, you know, as far as what we've done uh, recently is we've spent time um, with community service projects. We've had uh, hundreds of hours in the month of February in community service projects, even with COVID. Uh, we're a part of a group called uh, Mizzou Impact, which is a part of a, a, our care portal, uh, which is something that, that we do uh, and have done once a week during the off season. And we did uh, throughout the season. And we obviously did some things with backpacks and our voter registration drives. So we're continuing to find ways to utilize our voice. We're gonna be doing something uh, unique on Friday and on Saturday to promote uh, African American Hero Black History Month and our recon recon recognizing Norris Stevenson as our first African American player to play here at, at Mizzou. So, uh, you know, again, I don't know, I can't speak specifically to 2015. All I can speak about is us finding our ways to continue to promote uh, our platform for, for positivity. Gabe DeArmond, Power Mizzou. Hey, I know last year it was a, a big uncertainty with rosters and eligibility, but I think you guys got at least five starters back using that extra year. Just in the end, how big a benefit to your program in year two is, is being able to use that extra year with those guys that came back? Yeah, we're excited about those guys to come back and, and uh, compete and to continue to grow. And what I challenged all of those guys on was, to utilize this year as an opportunity to get better. Um, and so whether or not the returning starters or returning players, uh, the challenge for them is to continue to grow and improve and utilize this time as a as an opportunity to get to get better. Greg Palermo, Fox 2 in uh, St. Louis. Hey, Coach, I'm, I'm curious. Uh, you, 
you, you mentioned not having any glaring um, holes as far as the roster goes. Uh, you've obviously got some uh, some leadership um, holes to fill and, and big shoes to fill with Nick Bolton uh, heading off to the NFL in particular. I'm wondering how you see the the spring helping you uh, start to, to figure that piece of the puzzle out. Yeah, and I think this will actually go back to Gabe's question too. You know, obviously going into this past year, we were really worried about our defensive line having you know, potentially nine uh, seniors leaving the program and trying to replace nine guys at, at the front. And obviously this is a trench league. And so to have several of those guys come back while also being able to add junior college depth and true freshman depth is going to allow us to really try to be deep and competitive at that position. And that's that's the goal is competitive depth so that you can play with eight to 12 guys who, when you sub in the second or third team they're fresh and, and, and don't have a drop off as far as linebacker obviously you're going to lose a, a second team all-american a, a guy that i consider will be a, a first or second round draft pick and i'd be shocked if he gets to the second round but uh, a guy who you know was a tremendous player in this league for several years and so you don't easily replace that that's again while it's about individual player development and each player finding their edge um, we're going to have a lot of guys, you know, rep at that position to see ultimately who can be that uh, linebacker. Uh, excited to see how the four, three, uh, four two five scheme that that uh, Steve is going to bring in is going to, you know, amplify and allow our guys to play a little bit faster on the back end, knowing that they're just responsible for one gaps and a little bit more um, dialed in on on exactly what their run fit is. Um, obviously, we're going to be adding some linebackers, some really good linebackers this summer, and so. None of these positions will be finalized until we give those guys an opportunity to compete. Eli, I was going to ask you about Steve. Where, where, where was that? Where did that connection originate? And just take us through the hiring process of Steve. Yeah, Coach Wilkes is somebody that I have a tremendous amount of respect for. Obviously, when in my time in Raleigh is when uh, the Carolina Panthers were first in the Super Bowl and. Uh, got a, got to understand and know who Coach Steve Wilkes was and what his DNA and put fingerprint on that defense was for the Carolina Panthers. And then I uh, didn't realize until I got there that he was an alumni of Appalachian State. Um, and then when I got the head coaching job, obviously we connected um, and, and reached out there and then uh, stayed in touch with him. Um, and then when this job came open, reached out to him about uh, if he would have interest. Um, obviously, he had a lot of things going on. Uh, in the NFL and opportunities there and, and uh, got the opportunity to get in front of him and really sell our vision for what Mizzou is and can be uh, and the opportunities that it could present for him and his family and, and uh, you know, uh, gave him my, the best best pitch I had. And uh, he, he finally relented and agreed and, and uh, excited about what he's going to do and bring it to the table. Hey, can I follow up and ask you, how how'd you get to the Super Bowl this year? I tried to find you from the press box. They wouldn't let us out of the press box. Well, Crud, uh, I, I, uh, I got on a plane and I flew down there. What, was there a connection with a player? or? Uh... No, 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 no. No, just a fan. Just a fan. Got an opportunity to watch uh, the greatest of all time versus the, the hometown team and thought that was an opportunity of a lifetime that I'd never forget. I'd never been to an NFL game before. Uh, and the, the Super Bowl is kind of one of those bucket list items. I got about four of them. Um, from a sports perspective, and that was uh, one of them, and and was you know presented an opportunity to kind of make that dream come reality, and and uh, took advantage of it, and, and 
boy, I'm, I'm sure glad I did. It was, uh, no, it wasn't the outcome we wanted for the hometown team, but it was, uh, it was impressive to watch uh, Tom Brady live. Mitchell, 40 Parmazoo. Yeah, I know you'll be excited to answer your first injury report question of the year. Um, are you able to, to clarify any um, guys who are going to miss time during the spring due to injury? Yeah, Kobe Whiteside will be out uh, for the spring as he's recovering from a from a postseason surgery. Uh, Cam Wilkins will not be back. He's still recovering from uh, his in-season surgery. Um, Jatorian Hansford will be out for the spring as he's recovering from a postseason uh, injury surgery. Um, I think as of right now, off the top of my, I don't have my injury report in front of me, but I think those will be the three um, that will be gone uh, or will not participate in spring. But we do anticipate having J.J. Hester back full speed, um, which is exciting for us. Uh, we are excited, really excited to see Sean Robinson go through a full spring at the transition of safety, and he's ready to go full speed. Um, so other than that, I think, unless there's a, somebody specific that you have, Mitchell, I think, I think that, that's the list. And last one today is Andrew Calkin, KMIZ. Go ahead. Just wanted to, to follow up on, on you just mentioned Sean Robinson there. What, what do you expect from him? Obviously, you know, he had the interception, he had that great game uh, when he was in there. Do, do you think that he could be like a starting safety for you guys and, you know, potentially a game changer like he was in that one game last year? Well, I mean, I think that's a lot of pressure to put on Sean. And, and uh, I think. You know, I don't. I don't want to compare him to anybody, and I don't want to put any undue pressure on him. What we expect out of Sean is for him to be the best version of himself every single day, to walk out there and compete, to be better today than he was yesterday, be better tomorrow than he was today. And if he does that consistently over the the, the month of March, there's going to be good days and bad days. There's going to be times when he learns something new that he hasn't done before. But the thing I know about Sean is he's going to work his butt off to master the technique. He's going to be extremely coachable. Uh, and I personally think the sky's the limit for him. Um, I mean, I know what I saw in that in that last game that he played in, and so obviously he's got a, a lot of uh, potential, and we are sure excited about that. Uh, but I don't, I don't put any. Uh, oh, I, I'm one other person. I don't put anything uh, expectations or undue expectations on him. To follow up on uh, Mitchell Forty, that reminded me. Uh, Jelani Williams will be out this spring recovering from a postseason uh, upper body uh, surgery. And so he will miss the spring, which will allow Sean uh, to take some advantage of those reps. Coach, just to quickly want to follow up. You said the Super Bowl was your first NFL game ever that you've ever been to? Yeah, I didn't stutter. I don't think, right? Yes, now first football, first NFL football game never attended. Heck, heck of one to start it with, right? Hey, we had one more jump in, Gabe. One, one more. Let, all right, let's just keep on going, Gabe. <laughs> I, I, I was just curious. Obviously, uh, this is is pretty early for spring ball, and you're getting done before spring break. But was there any particular reasoning that that you wanted to to move it earlier, uh, or is that that just kind of when you've done it in the past? Yeah, I don't. I don't want to lay on the beach worrying about spring football. So, no, I'm just kidding. Uh, no, I, there, there's all kinds of reasons why. I, I think for me personally, I've done it before like this, and I feel like it's a really good opportunity for your guys. Uh, one, you take the six weeks uh, they get back from um, what would have been our bowl game, but but they get back, they get six weeks to get their body in shape, and then you go straight into football. And once that's done, 
there's really four months of uninterrupted training that they get to change their bodies. And there's not going to be the wear and tear, whereas some programs will go eight weeks and then they'll spread uh, spring football over the course of six weeks. And then at that time, they have one week and then they got the end of the semester. And you really only get two months of uninterrupted training. We're trying to maximize that time with four months of uninterrupted training. Give our guys a chance if there's, you know, something unfortunate, uh, an injury or a twink day goal or something like that during spring. They have uh, four months to really get back to full speed. Um, and again, we want to try to create as little contact, but as long recovery as we can to really enhance player safety. Um, and so uh, I think it gives a lot of, lot of flexibility to your staff. And then I personally have never liked the idea. I've never really enjoyed where you go practice for you know seven eight practices then you break and then you come back it's uh if we're going to get out there let's let's get our mind to our business let's go four weeks let's make sure we're improving every day and it's going to be a grind uh but when it's over we can all drink my ties on the beach and, and have a good time hey it's blair we have a special subscription offer for sports beat kc listeners unlimited digital access to the kansas city stars award-winning sports coverage Sign up now for one year of Sports Pass for access to all the sports news, features, and columns presented on the KansasCity.com site, and it's only $30. That's a 40% savings off our regular rate. Your subscription will automatically renew after the initial term at $50 unless you tell us to cancel. Your subscription helps support the sports coverage of KansasCity.com and the Kansas City Star, and that support has never been more important please visit kansascity.com slash offer to get this special offer. And as always, thanks for listening. Missouri Athletic Director Jim Sterk also met with reporters this week, and I asked him about the idea of fans in the stands this season. Then he provided some updates on the new indoor facility. There, uh, if, if you talk to the Expert, you know, we're gonna, we're gonna, um, we're we're planning on, and and then we'll have to pivot and adjust if it's not, if we're not vaccined enough, and, and we don't have herd immunity by that time, um, uh, we can't, um, we can't do anything but plan on um, not limiting our sales, and so we're excited. Um, I, I think the the progress that's been made, and especially in the last last two three weeks of of the. Uh, positives going down and hospitalizations going down. So we're, we're trending very well and hopeful that it, it even improves um, by this summer. Do you have any update on the uh, new football indoor facility? Eli told us there were surveyors out in the parking lot today. You can see them from the I heard that. Yeah, that's, uh, that's really positive. And um, they're looking at, you know, what trees have to go down and all that, that good stuff. Uh, but, but yeah, that's moving along. They're, the design should be uh, should be completed by the May board meeting, and we're hopeful to have a, a financing plan um, by then so that we can move forward, and, and then it would be an 18-month construction period. Jim, what do you think some of the benefits are to having the new football facility? Um, obviously a lot for, for football, but also our other sports. Um, we're, uh, <laughs> it, it got a little crowded, you know, during the polar vortex, uh, trying to, to have teams in there. So um, I, I think we're the most northern SEC school, and we're also the only, only uh, major university within this, 
surrounding states that uh, in our surrounding states that don't have a full indoor we've been at a competitive disadvantage from that standpoint so creating um, actually the first day I had coach Drinkwoods here we were driving in a golf cart and he's he we were looking at potential you know can we renovate Hearns can we put it over by the Matsy um, and then you know settled on the south end zone and and uh, he said I'll, I'll bet you know if you asked all our coaches they they don't have enough indoor space and and he was thinking not only for football but also for them um, he you know the last couple of weeks I, th I think when we had to go inside uh, they weren't they weren't able to run a practice like they normally would or throw deep balls um, because it would impact impact uh, um, others on the on the field so it, it's uh, it'll be a, a huge benefit um, from a practice and and conditioning standpoint but it'll be used all year round by them as well when it gets you know really hot they can use it uh, as a place to to get good workouts in as well geographically is that like are we talking just basically like right on top of lot g or does it go into that wooded area or? it's into the wooded area it's lot c up above one so we take part of that lot and and it'll it'll uh, take part of that We'll, we'll lose some parking spots, but we're hopeful to gain some back as well um, as an ad alternate on the project. Jim, I know one of the board members said he wanted to see athletics pay for that completely. Are, are you confident that'll happen? You guys. Um, we did it with the we did it with the south end zone. That was a hundred and well, it ended up with the the video a hundred and four million. But um, we do that. That's what we do. There's there's. Uh, um, you know, that's, I, I didn't think of it in any other way. Jim, the, the challenge of the additional year of eligibility for, hmm. for seniors, can you speak to that? And, you know, how many total do you think you anticipate coming back? I, I don't think our coaches know. I don't know if the kids know. Um, right. But but there are some, um, as Tim or Sarah, have you guys? Football's got 12. Football has 12 overall. Um, so we're we're going through, and they're having those conversations as we, um, as their seasons end, and and as as next year gets closer, then decisions will have to be made this this spring for that. But but we're not limiting that; we're allowing them to 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 come back. Uh, what kind of bill that'll be, we we don't know as far as you know extra scholarship costs, but it'll um, it won't come cheap. That'll do it for today and this week on Sportsbeat KC. Thanks to our production staff of Derek Donovan, Beth Welsh, Monty Davis, Jeff Rosen, Chris Fickett, and Savannah Smith. Links to stories about Mizzou can be found in the show notes and on KansasCity.com. Hey, we have another deal for you. For a limited time, you can subscribe to Sports Pass for 99 cents a month. That's right, 99 pennies a month. After three months, it auto-renews at $5.99 a month unless you cancel. And what a time to subscribe. The Royals are at spring training. March Madness is right around the corner, and it's never not chief season. How do you get it? You go to kansascity.com slash sportspass2020. That is kansascity.com slash sportspass2020. You want more than just sports coverage? Check out the entire Kansas City Star product. Sports news features commentary and analysis, the whole thing. You get all the stories written by my talented colleagues, plus additional national news, sports, and business coverage with the E-Edition. The details for all of these deals can be found at account. 
kansascity.com slash subscribe. And if you're having trouble hunting down any of these offers, send me an email, bkirkoff at kcstar.com, and I'll get you to the right place. So whether it's the sports pass or the full subscription, you're getting and supporting the best sports and news coverage in Kansas City and helping us produce programs like Sports KC. Thanks for listening, and we will be back on Monday with another episode.